Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Well, good morning, Kentuckiana. It's a cloudy day in The Ville. Uh, looks like we might have a brief shower this morning, maybe. Maybe not. Um... That's the thing about our weather around here. You just never know. As uh, uh, Forrest Gump once said, uh, life is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get out of that box. And uh, our weather is uh, very indicative of that around here. Looks like we're going to get some rain about midweek. Uh, but... Uh, all in all, it's uh, it's not too bad. I mean, uh, hey, we need a little rain to keep the things uh, moving along a little bit every once in a while, and uh, and, and and that's good. Uh, the alternative is uh, a whole lot worse. Uh, so uh, um, we uh, are getting lots of active uh, uh, customer interest right now on landscaping, as well we should. Uh, this is the most ideal time of the year to be landscaping and uh, um, uh, if you get it in now uh, you won't have to worry about uh, having to take care of it so much through the summer uh, uh, by that time uh, the plants will have a whole lot more roots underneath of them and uh, they'll be better off uh, being better able to uh, uh, withstand what mother nature throws at them so uh, don't wait. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, they wait till this time to plant flowers, plant their trees and shrubs, and uh, that'd be a mistake. Uh, now's the time to be planting your trees and shrubs. Uh, there'll be plenty of time to plant your your annuals, uh, your, your your annuals and perennials uh, a little later on in the season. Um, and uh, we're getting lots of interest right now on uh, on pools and, and houses. Uh, we've got several quotes in the works, and uh, we still have time on our schedule for for your project for this year. Um, we do build net zero energy homes uh, using a product called ICF Integrated Concrete Form, and uh, truly uh, a product that. Uh, um, will withstand what mother nature throws at it uh and uh now with our new radiant uh, uh heating and cooling system uh we can eliminate the duct work in your house 
and we have a new building material uh, that we use for drywall and subfloors uh, along with the steel stud framing we use on the inside of the house uh, which costs a little more but if you ever have a, a flood or uh, you have a water leak in your house uh, you won't uh, once you remove uh, you know any any finished flooring uh, you're good to go uh, you don't have to remove the drywall off the walls and you don't have to remove it off the the subfloor off the floor uh, you're good to go to to start recovery uh, from a flood so very different than uh, uh, um, conventional building materials and uh, uh, we're pretty excited to be able to deliver that. Uh, um, these houses, uh, with this new radiant system, we're not blowing dust out through all the house. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, if somebody gets the flu or, or COVID, uh, you know, the, the air returns, not picking it up and blowing it into the other rooms of the house. Uh, you're, uh, you can kind of compartmentalize that kind of stuff and uh, keep the rest of your family uh, healthy. So uh, um, much better way to, uh, to live, and uh, you wouldn't believe just how much more comfortable uh, uh, living in a house with radiant heating, cooling, uh, heating and cooling because uh, um, the, uh, there's no drafts in the house, uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, you will immediately feel the results of it when you walk into a room, especially if you're walking in to a room from outside. If it's cold outside and you walk in, step in the front door of the house, uh, it, you feel immediate warmth uh, and uh, no drafts, uh, no drafty feeling on the floor at all. Um, so if you if you if you're out there for comfort true comfort uh a rate radiant heating and air uh, uh, uh cooling system is is uh, is the way to go uh that system is not moving air it's uh basically moving light energy and uh light energy travels at the speed of light so uh, uh you, you 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 get immediate results with a system like that uh, with a with a cooling system, with a standard cooling system, with ductwork and whatnot, uh, you, uh, you what you'll find is is that uh, if uh, if a room calls for heat, uh, when the furnace first kicks on, uh, there's cold air in the ductwork of uh, that has to be pushed out into the room before the warm warm air starts to warm the room up so that's why you feel that cold draft when the furnace uh, first kicks on and uh, uh, you don't feel any of that in a radiant system uh, at all uh, so uh, um, you'll notice the immediate difference uh, in a house with a radiant system installed uh, so um, uh, we think it's a much better way to build a house and, uh, and keep your family healthy and, and comfortable. And uh, our ICF houses will keep your family safe 
And I might add that uh, allergies, you know, we, we live in the allergy capital of the world. And, uh, you know, with an ICF house, uh, we're filtering all the incoming air uh, through a HEPA filter before it gets in the house. So we check the pollen at the door. And, uh, um, you know, we're not spreading dust around inside the house, which also stirs up your allergies. So uh, if you're looking for a, a, a more allergy-free environment to live in, uh, an ICF house uh, built the way we build them uh, is a much better choice. Uh, in our outdoor living section today, um, we want to talk about um, uh, several different methods of uh, uh, building outdoor living areas. Uh, specifically, you know, if you're thinking about an, uh, a backyard waterfall or you, you want to build a, a grotto over your uh, uh, hot tub uh, or, or a cave-like environment for your hot tub uh, or you want a pool slide uh, with a waterfall, a fire pits, um, uh, um, barbecue islands, outdoor kitchens, um, outdoor fireplaces, service areas, and, and seating areas in your outdoor living area. Uh, there's, there's several ways to accomplish that, uh, and we want to talk a little bit about that today. So if you're looking to build this uh, monstrosity of a, uh, like a rock outcropping with a, with a waterfall, um, there's there's basically three ways to accomplish that. Now you could go out there and get you some two ton boulders, and and uh, have a you know a monstrous traco come in or a or a small bulldozer and push them around uh, and get them set in place. Uh, but after you get finished, uh, uh, your backyard's going to look like a tank range. And, uh, um, uh, you know, sometimes the cost to clean all that back up and get it looking like a yard again is much is as much as the project itself costs. And uh, so using natural rock is is great. But then again, natural rock is real heavy. And if you're putting that, you know, like next to a pool or whatnot, uh, you can have some issues with that, uh, all that weight next to the pool, maybe uh, causing issues, structural issues with your pool. And so you got to be careful about that. Um, another way of, of um, accomplishing that is uh, with uh, gunite. And gunite is uh, spray on concrete. Uh, they basically go in and form the area with rebar and then they spray concrete in there and then they carve it out to make it look like a rock outcropping. Um, it's a, a very expensive process to do and, uh, and, and it doesn't do near the, uh, the, the damage in your backyard that say you know natural stone is going to do, but uh, it still is, uh, is an expensive process to, to accomplish. Now, a third option uh, uh, is uh, to use a product from Cliff Rock uh, that is basically panel masonry. Now, these are, um, these are concrete panels that are molded in a form to look like uh, natural rock outcroppings. 
and uh, they're carried on hand carried on site, and uh, they're formed into rock outcroppings. They when we're finished, they they look just like a rock uh, outcropping, and uh, um, uh, it, it's a it's a major advancement in alternative masonry and engineered stone technology and uh, they look and feel just like natural stone uh, but they're much lighter weight and they're very durable and uh, and they're much more versatile uh, they've also been specifically engineered by one of the world's leading uh, concrete chemists to withstand year-round outdoor exposure in virtually any climate uh, in any region uh, and uh, your friends and neighbors won't be able to tell the difference uh, when they look at it, uh, uh, and and you'll certainly uh, uh, enjoy uh, um, uh, uh, the the area. Um, it, it'll um, you can make this look like a a, a resort style um, um, uh, outdoor living area. Uh, and and do it uh, without doing major damage to your backyard. Uh, and uh, uh, they have um, um, molds to make uh, these panels look like any masonry facade. So if you want a outdoor kitchen and you want it to look like a regular brick, fine, we can do that. If you want it to look like... Uh, uh, field stone or, or ledge rock uh, no problem can make that happen too um, even the rounded uh, river rock that you the big rounded river rock you see out west if you're looking for that look uh, uh, we've got a we've got a mold that can do that so um, the beauty of doing cliff rock for an outdoor kitchen uh, is the fact that um Usually in an outdoor kitchen, you have a lot of problems with uh, fitting all the appliances and uh, um, um, shelving and, and whatnot uh, uh, in the outdoor uh, kitchen. There's just you know, not a lot of real estate inside to put all that stuff in, in, a, in a true masonry kitchen. Uh, and, and so uh, with Cliff Rock, um, the whole inside of your of your outdoor kitchen is wide open to put all the different appliances and, and shelving and whatnot that you need in your outdoor kitchen. And uh, uh, unlike uh, manufactured stone, you know, with Cliff Rock, you don't have to worry about the glue popping off one of these uh, manufactured stones and uh, down the road because uh, the stone is the concrete of the panel. And so once those panels are done, uh, you have a very durable, beautiful outdoor kitchen. Uh, we also build fire outdoor fireplaces with the same material. Uh, much uh, much more cost effective than a masonry kitchen or I mean a masonry uh, outdoor uh, fireplace and uh, and but uh, very beautiful uh, work when when you get done and um, and so uh, 
When homeowners choose the technology over uh, traditional methods, uh, we've designed and developed uh, a method that makes outdoor living simple uh, and uh, affordable for homeowners without uh, compromising durability and the natural aesthetics of real stone. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, construction time is also cut down. Uh, you have uh, great durability uh, uh, without you know, doing major damage to your backyard. Um, it's more affordable, and uh, uh, customization is, uh, is, is the key. Um, you're not buying something that's out of a catalog somewhere. Uh, we can uh, take your idea and build it out of Cliff Rock and turn it in, you know, uh, from a dream into a reality. And uh, that's really what our company is about. That's why our logo is, uh, in our logo, we have Create Your Dreams with Preston Green because that's exactly what we're uh, in the business of doing is taking uh, your idea of how you want your uh, yard to look, whether it be with plants or with uh, plants and patios and outdoor water features and whatnot, we'll take that dream and we'll create that project for you. And uh, and uh, with Cliff Rock, uh, it's uh, it's really a, a great product. You know, the, you don't need any concrete footers uh, when you build with uh, Cliff Rock. Um, uh, 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 the product is uh, engineered for outdoors, resistant to harsh weather. It'll never shift. Um, uh, in many cases, uh, it takes one to two days installation. It's a simple process with minimal equipment required. Um, it's a fraction of the cost of natural stone or uh, to have a gunite crew come in and create the same project. Um, the ability to customize uh, shapes and sizes and color and layout of any boulder or rock-based feature. Um, uh, and uh, um, you get these uh, precast, uh, real stone-looking uh, 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 ledges or rocks uh, that are um, built with these uh, cliff rock uh, panels that uh, that we uh, pour in molds and and uh, and then uh, once dry we we bring those on site and we put them together and we. Uh, put concrete uh, between the panels and when we're finished uh, those panels become one big rock outcropping uh, that um, just becomes a beautiful part of your backyard and um, uh, when you look at uh, traditional methods why existing footers are required level surfaces are required um and uh, and like I said earlier, natural stone can destroy existing pool structures. Uh, having that much weight next to a pool, um, uh, uh, natural and, and veneer stone can shift and sink and detach over time. And uh, um, uh, so you know, building a project uh, takes several weeks or even months to build with natural stone 
Um, the stone is, you know, the materials are expensive. You have uh, bigger uh, machinery involved and more labor costs. And, uh, uh, you know, the customization options are, are uh, somewhat limited. And, uh, and the manufactured um, uh, uh, stone veneer, while while beautiful product, uh, um, you do have problems with it popping off over time in places, and uh, and uh, those are kind of some of the things that you can avoid when you you go the Cliff Rock route, uh, and um, so. Uh, we we are a certified cliff rock installer and uh, if you have a project that uh, you think might be a candidate uh, for our product why please give us a call at the greenhouse uh, we'd be happy to uh, sit down with our designer and design something up for you and uh, we can create that resort style outdoor living space uh, at home in your backyard we're going to take our first break and we'll be back in just a minute Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Well, we're back in Tuckiana. Please don't be shy. If you have a question, uh, uh, give us a call at the station. Uh, we'd love to um, answer your question about uh, your landscaping or gardening needs, uh, and uh, uh, we, we'd love to talk to you. Um, in our uh, second segment today, uh, we want to talk a little bit about native plants. You know, um, and I'm going to give you five reasons today uh, uh, why, uh, why native plants help you save money and the planet we live on. And uh, so, um, uh, first, native plants are healthier and stronger. Uh, plants native to an area are more likely to establish quickly and will naturally be hardier and, and, uh, and, and, hel- and healthy. Um, native plants have evolved over thousands of years, uh, learning to thrive in particular areas. Uh, they grow in harmony with the environment, the soil, the water supply, uh, the varying weather climate uh, throughout all the seasons, and and they are um, companions to other uh, native plants in, in our ecosystem. 
their root systems are deep and sometimes up to as much as 15 feet and uh, they're well acclimated to the soil be it clay or sand and um, and the average precipitation in our area um, whether it's high or or low um, their stems and leaves can handle the harsh uh, sun and or buffeting winds and uh, and uh, they they um, they blend in well with our larger natural uh, ecosystem and uh, so uh, they also create uh, um, a, a wildlife habitat in your backyard uh, when native plants thrive in their uh, original environment uh, they create a natural habitat habitat for wildlife that is both beneficial to the environment and adds life to your outdoor space um, we we think of the obvious uh, pollinators like uh, bees birds and butterflies uh, but these plants can also create homes for small animals, uh, warm and cold-blooded, and uh, microscopic uh, organisms in the soil. Uh, all these living things have jobs to do. Uh, the natural environment prom promotes that symbiotic relationship. Uh, and so um, another reason uh, would be native plants help the environment. Uh, native plants also have other benefits. They require um, much less watering, fertilizer, and pesticides. In fact, they can prevent water runoff and improve air quality. Uh, native plants can help decrease uh, pollution because they eliminate the, the need uh, for mowers and other equipment. Uh, native plants have the ability to pull and store uh, excess carbon uh, and, and so uh, um, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing to watch it work. Uh, and uh, native plants are also low maintenance, um, which is always a, a, a favorite theme for homeowners. Um, the long term upkeep of native plants can be dramatically less costly than turf grass, as well as take less time. Uh, the EPA cities, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, the EPA cites a, a study of, of larger properties that estimate that over a 20-year period, um, the cumulative cost of maintaining uh, um, a prairie or a wetland totals $3,000 per acre versus uh, $20,000 uh, an acre for non-native uh, turf grasses. So. Uh, they can be a much more economical um, uh, alternative uh, in landscaping. Uh, native plants add splendor to your landscape. Uh, your, your native garden can be sculpted, uh, um, uh, can be a sculpted formal space designed with harmony, uh, unity, and interest and native plants provide a wealth of colors textures various heights and bloom times resulting in a stunning display over multiple seasons um, and so um, if you uh, uh, are contemplating a project and maybe you don't want to have to get out there and take care of it 
you know, uh, on a regular basis, uh, but you'd still like to have an area that 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 looks presentable. Uh, you might uh, you might want to consider adding uh, native plants to your to your landscape design as uh, uh, in the end uh, 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 that landscape is going to be much more resilient uh, to uh, our local weather patterns and our soil conditions here and uh, uh, they've been uh, thriving in those environments for for centuries and they'll probably be f- thriving in those uh, environments for centuries to 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 come so um uh not everything has to be uh, a, a non-native uh, plant uh, uh there are many beautiful native uh, plants that you can choose from uh, that uh, will make your landscape just absolutely beautiful and uh and so um, we we have in the past carried many native uh, trees and shrubs, and uh, and uh, we get quite a following of people who come to us for for those uh, products. And uh, so, if you're considering something like that, why well, give our designer Josh a call? He'd be happy to help sit down and and design something up for you. Uh, it's no, it's really no different than designing with regular trees and shrubs, uh, and uh, in the end, you'll have a landscape that's uh, much more resilient uh, to what Mother Nature throws at it. Um, so, uh, we also want to talk today a little bit about uh, new plants for 2024, and uh, um, uh, uh, the uh, for 2024, uh, the judges at the All American Selection only found three uh, vegetable plants worthy of merit, but there are a lot of flowers that uh, uh, that were looked at this year. Uh, but one, um, but one, uh, all but one uh, uh, national winners. Um, uh, from from AAS, the American uh, Society Selection, or All American Selection, I mean, um, uh, 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 were were varieties uh, from uh, that were seed based varieties, and uh, the testing program involved horticultural profession uh, uh, professionals that uh, planted these plants out in. Uh, um, plots uh, all across the United States and uh, tested them in various environments and uh, uh, these particular plants uh, we're going to talk about today were some of those award winners Uh, the first one is a new purple broccoli Uh, broccoli has scored big this year with two varieties being uh, AAS winners um the last time broccoli had this honor was in 2015, um, and and that variety is still available to this day. So um, before that, we had to go back to the 60s and 70s for award-winning broccoli. Uh, if you like eating the rainbow, uh, you will love uh, this new variety called Purple Magic, uh, and uh, the stems are even purple uh, uh, for... For a green broccoli, check out Skytree. 
Uh, it produces small heads and multiple side shoots on a two foot tall plant. Uh, stems will, uh, which make it um, easy to harvest. Um, uh, if, if veggie is a is a regional winter from the west and the northwest, um, and um, um, and then they have a new um, red pepper. Uh, red peppers can be challenging for short season gardens to grow. Often there isn't enough time for them to ripen fully uh, uh, um, red before uh, frost threatens. Uh, this new variety uh, called um, Red Impact uh, mature in 75 days from transplant. Um, uh, the large plants are 28 to 36 inches tall and 16 to 24 inches wide and uh, full of 7-inch long peppers uh, with um, 10 to 15 uh, fruits per plant. Uh, they're similar to uh, uh, a big uh, Bertha uh, bell pepper or uh, a 2001 winter, uh, the uh, giant Marconi. Uh, and uh, we've always found that the giant Marconi has been a, a, a great seller at the garden center. So um, another uh, uh, great plant uh, for the vegetable garden. Now, um, when we're talking container petunias, um, uh, they're, they're a very versatile plant that uh, many people plant in their garden and uh, there's a new variety out called Sure Shot White uh, uh, it's only available as a plant no, you can't get them from seed uh, um, they grow 8 to 10 inch in a mounding plant uh, perfect for containers and hanging baskets or in front of a flower bed. Uh, they don't need staking or deadheading. Um, they're in bloom from spring to frost and uh, pure white blossoms uh, two to three inches across. Many people don't know that petunias are uh, uh, pretty cold hardy. Now they won't tolerate uh, a freeze, but uh, they'll tolerate some cold weather. And uh, uh, if if you don't if you don't get in a hurry to pull your petunias out, that you'll find when we get to cooler weather in the fall, that suddenly they'll perk up and really start to look great again. So uh, um, uh, sometimes you can cut them back a little bit, you know, in uh, in uh, in the August time frame and uh, let them uh, start to to grow back out. And uh, when that cool weather hits, why? They uh, they just like come alive all all uh, all over again. So don't uh, don't be shy with them. They're they're a great plant. Now uh, there is another uh, a product out there that uh, we've been uh, using now for some time. That's called uh, Petrocoa, and uh, this is really a cross between a, a Calabacoa and a Petunia. And so the flowers will be bigger than a calabacoa, but slightly smaller than a petunia. Uh, and we found these plants to be just a whole lot more hardy uh, in containers and, and, and in the landscape. When It just seems like when all the other petunias and, and uh, calabacoas just kind of go blah, these plants just are still thriving and just 
beautiful as ever. And uh, we recommend planting more and more uh, petrichoas uh, in the landscape because they just they just hold up. Uh, and uh, and so um, there's a couple of new varieties out uh, called Inviva Pink. It's a hot pink, uh, two to three inch flowers uh, on a mounding plant, uh, 10 to 16 inches tall. Um, they bloom from spring to frost. And uh, uh, keep an eye out for that variety in the garden center. Um, uh, another plant that uh, um, is an interesting new plant is a new multicolored geranium. Uh, geraniums are another favorite with gardeners. Uh, this spring, look for a multicolored uh, variety called uh, uh, Pink uh, Batik uh, from the Big Easy series. Uh, plants are 18 inches tall and bear uh, four to five inch wide blossoms that blend uh, several shades of pink for a stri- striking effect. Uh, and um, uh, there's a new disease uh, resistant impatient. Uh, seeds for solar scape and patients are available for home gardeners. Uh, this year's award winning color is Pink Jewel. Uh, perfect for growing in uh, full to part sun without fading. Uh, they bloom late spring until frost. Uh, the mounding uh, plants are uh, about 12 inches tall. Uh, they're resistant to impatience uh, and downy mildew. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, that has kind of devastated uh, uh, impatience in the past. And the breeders have been actively breeding in new d- uh, disease resistance to um, to be able to continue to plant your impatience and 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 have uh, a plant that will thrive even under that disease pressure. Now another uh, plant uh, announced this year uh, uh, is a marigold. Marigold is another annual favorite found in many gardens. This year, try Siam Gold. Uh, large three to four inch wide uh, blooms, uh, fully double, bright yellow flowers growing uh, uh, on 18 to 20 inch tall plants will stand out in the garden from late spring until frost takes them out in the fall. Uh, They're easy to grow from seed. They make a great cut flower and will bloom all season if you keep them deadheaded. Um, Now, Another popular plant uh, is the color, colorful celosia. Uh, celosia is another striking beauty in the landscape. Uh, it can be used in a container uh, or you can uh, use it as a cut flower. Uh, there's a new variety called burning embers. Uh, it has plumes of red feathery flowers on a compact 8 to 10 inch tall plant with dark green uh, bronze tinged leaves. Um, their well-branched plant uh, produces uh, flowers um, uh, over a longer bloom time, uh, and, and pollinators uh, really love the celosia, so you'll see lots of activity on them uh, by the pollinators. Um, now, uh, 
Another organization uh, has some award-winning plants this year. The National Garden Bureau uh, uh, announced their 2024 uh, Green Thumb Awards. Uh, the National Garden Bureau is a 103-year-old uh, nonprofit organization that promotes gardening on the behalf of horticultural professionals. Um, their Shrub Awards uh, is, uh, is the first edition's Eclipse Big Leaf Hydrangea. And uh, uh, this is a, a variety that uh, will have a bright cranberry red uh, uh, edges that feather into a creamy white center, um, highlighting these gorgeous blooms are a dark purple leaf, uh, six to eight inches wide. They're hardy in our area from zone five to nine. Um, and they grow uh, three to five foot tall and wide and blooms on uh, uh, previous year's growth. And so uh, you want to be careful about, uh, you know, cutting them back after they flower uh, uh, because uh, you may be cutting, uh, cutting the blooms off for next year. So... Um, but uh, this is a great new variety. Probably one of the more sig significant uh, varieties of hydrangeas I've seen. You know, uh, the breeders uh, tend to get in, a, in you know, uh, one breeder sees another breeder uh, get some popular uh, um, sales movement on a particular plant. And so next thing you know, they're coming out with a similar plant uh, uh, as well. And so you see a lot of Me Too stuff going on in uh, products like petunias and uh, uh, geraniums and, and hydrangeas. And, uh, but this plant is like a, you know, night and day significantly different from all the rest. And that dark foliage uh, with that bloom on that, that bloom that comes on the top of them just really stands out like a sore thumb and so i think that's going to be a real winner in the landscape so check it out at uh, at the garden center um, a new vegetable award uh, is a product called quick snack cucumber uh, uh, it's a it's part of a, a mini kitchen or a kitchen mini uh, series meant to be grown in containers indoors or outside. They're 18 to 24 inch tall plants and, and produce uh, um, a three inch long crispy uh, cucumber uh, in about uh, uh, three to four weeks from seed or only one to two weeks from transplant. Even though it's a mini plant, it, it will do it um, it will do best if given a little bit of support to climb on, uh, but uh, um, it's a it's a great addition for uh, small container gardening, whether it be uh, in a window or or um, on a patio. Um, now uh, we can't uh, uh, leave out perennials. Uh, there's a new perennial flower uh, in the catmint family. Um, this hybrid uh, uh, nepeta is a variety called chartreuse on the loose um, uh, it amplifies the color of its purple blossoms by contrasting them with bright chartreuse yellow green leaves uh, hardy in zones three to eight 
Um, this perennial forms a compact 12 inch tall plant uh, that mounds and performs best in full sun. Uh, the foliage shows or allows for um, a full three seasons of interest. Uh, and uh, it, it's a great new addition in the perennial uh, uh, area. Now, um, um, another annual fire, uh, flower uh, to talk about are tall begonias. Um, how about a bronze leaf begonia that grows four foot tall? Uh, there's a variety out there now called Stonehenge Rose. Uh, it's covered in pink blossoms that stand out against dark foliage. The annual grows well in full to part sun. It takes uh, it takes the heat if kept well watered. Uh, no need to deadhead. Uh, so it's a very low maintenance plant. And uh, so um, another plant that. Uh, um, uh, is uh, new this year. Uh, it's an annual, uh, a pure white uh, uh, sweet sultan. Uh, sweet sultan uh, is uh, is uh, a product uh, that uh, uh, is a Centauria uh, Moschetta. Um, the variety is called the Bride. Uh, it has a large uh, pure white flower that are scented in a sweet uh, vanilla uh, scent. Uh, the shimmery white tall stems make it an excellent cut flower for weddings. Um, it's easily grown from seed. Uh, the bride makes a, a nice addition to any mixed flower border. Uh, it prefers full sun, grows two to three foot tall. And uh, so, uh, there's a few new tomatoes to talk about. Uh, we can't really talk about new varieties with, uh, without uh, mention a, a, a tomato variety or two. Um, there's a new variety out called Marmalade Skies. Uh, and uh, the, the late blight is uh, such a devastating disease that we're always glad to see new varieties that, that with strong resistance to late blight come into market. Uh, and uh, for a dark orange half pound slicing tomato uh, try marmalade skies um, it's similar to their uh, chief's choice orange uh, uh, which they may be discontinuing uh, but uh, it, this is an earlier more productive variety and the color is more uniform with no green shoulders on it so um I think that might be a very good uh, uh, product to, to uh, try in the garden uh, because we do get a lot of late blight here uh, in the metro area. Now, another variety to make mention of is the Harvest Moon tomato. Um, this is a blight-resistant tomato, uh, uh, golden-hued on the outside with a beautiful red blush flesh on the inside. Uh, 10 ounce tomato that are firm round and delicious so um, uh, another uh, a variety worth mentioning uh, strawberry fields is another new variety this uh, organic tomato looks and tastes uh, like a juicy pink heirloom uh, but is also blight resistant uh, it's uh, 10 ounce fruits uh, have a good balance of sweet and acidic flavors and, are, and a juicy texture um, 
uh, they're compared to damsel. Uh, they're, but they're more tolerant to um, blossom end rot and less shoulder cracking, uh, similar to Martha Washington, except with um, a late blight resistance. So um, uh, uh, another variety, um, well, uh, uh, there's a pink slicer out there um, that uh, also has some... Uh, um, um, blight resistance from Johnny Seed, uh, and uh, and uh, uh, that's actually Strawberry Fields. I'm sorry, and uh, you know it matures at a 75 days from transplant, uh, and uh, it was bred for late blight resistance. So um, um, these these varieties are all worth mentioning. Uh, because of their light blight resistance. Uh, we just seem to have more and more problems with the late blight uh, 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 as, we, as we go forward uh, in, in each con consecutive gardening season. So uh, we're really happy to find these varieties that uh, um, will um, thrive in, in, in under this uh, particular disease pressure now since we're talking about tomatoes uh, uh, we want to make mention again and i know we've mentioned it before but uh, um, uh, it you know it won't be long and and everybody will be thinking about breaking their garden uh, hopefully you've gone out there and uh, taken a soil sample and you've uh, got that out to the county agent's office to have them uh, do run a soil test. If you haven't done that yet, there's still time, but you need to get on it uh, because uh, we're going to get ready. We're getting into the spring rush, and the next thing you know, you'll be waiting you know, for several weeks for it to come back from the county agent's office. And so um, if you haven't taken your soil samples, Go out there and take um, uh, samples uh, from various uh, spots in your garden. Uh, they have a tool out there that you can buy that just uh, has kind of a T-handle on it, and you just push it down in the soil, and it takes a core sample uh, of the various uh, uh, height you know, within the soil, and uh, you, you put those core samples in a bucket, and then you crumble them up and mix them up by hand and then you take like one big soil sample and put it in a ziploc bag and take it out to the county agent's office for them to do a soil test and uh, so uh, but uh, when it's time to break your garden remember because of the blight that uh, there's four plants out there that I like to plant in the same general area because they're all susceptible to the late blight. And so uh, that's tomatoes, peppers, uh, eggplant, and potatoes. Uh, so I like to plant them, you know, in the same area in the garden together. And then each year you're going to rotate those four plants to a different area of your garden. Now you're not going to bring them back to that same area again until the fourth growing season so um each season uh at the end of the season uh or 
in the beginning of the, the start of next season before you till your garden you need to get out there with a pressure washer and clean the the underneath side of your tiller clean all the soil off of, off of it uh 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 Use some bleach water uh, when you do that, just to kind of sanitize it. Uh, same thing with your hose or any other tillage tools, because when you go to till your soil, uh, uh, you want to till the soil where you're going to plant your uh, uh, those four plants, uh, and you're going to move that to a different area of the garden. You want to till that area first because uh, you don't want to um, bring that contaminated soil over to uh, that new section of the garden uh, because uh, you, all you're doing is just bringing the blight over to that contaminated soil. So um, uh, um, practice good sanitation uh, um Methods and that's cleaning your t- uh, tillage tools uh, um, till the part of the garden that you had the um, uh, those four plants in last year last and uh, and so uh, uh, just uh, 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 if you'll do that you'll find that uh, the blight uh, won't get a beachhead early in your garden. And, uh, and you'll have um, um, a better chance of getting a, a decent crop out of those, out of those four plants. Uh, and so uh, I've had people come in and, you know, we tell them to rotate their, their crops, and, and they do, but they still have problems with the blight. And the reason they do is because they didn't go and clean their tillage tools before they moved into that new area. And uh, all they did is just re-inoculate the blight into the new soil, and uh, they're off to the races fighting the blight again. So uh, sanitation is important not only in your personal hygiene, it's important uh, in, in your garden as well. And, uh, and, and so uh, we, we advocate uh, good sanitation practices uh, uh, in your garden now. Um, uh, there are some other things that you can do in your garden that uh, will help. Uh, you know, um, when you plant your tomatoes, it's very important to uh, uh, mulch them right away. Uh, there are several types of mulch that you can use. Uh, we use a, a, a plastic mulch that we um, uh we have a machine that uh, actually makes a mound of soil, makes a raised bed. Uh, it lays uh, um, this drip irrigation uh, um, tape uh, on top of that uh, mound, and then it covers that mound in in plastic, and then it covers the edges of the plastic as you pull it down the field. So when you go to plant your tomatoes or peppers, you just poke a hole in the plastic, and you plant your tomato or pepper, and then you hook uh, the um, uh, your garden hose up to the drip tape, and you water that. Uh, you water your water and fertilize your plants from the drip tape. Now, that means you don't have to fight weeds, but it also means that uh, uh, it keeps the soil from splashing up on the leaves of your tomatoes and your peppers and your eggplant. 
And so what that does is that prevents the blight from from uh, uh, if if you have ground uh, that that has uh, had some blight uh, uh, fall on it from the winds blowing up from the south. Uh, that uh, you can kind of hold back that infection by doing that. Now, you don't have to use plastic mulch. You can also use uh, things like straw uh, uh, and uh, just uh, – I don't know that there is such a thing as clean straw. It seems like every time I get straw, I get weeds in the garden. But uh, it can be used. Uh, uh, Newspapers – if you can find a newspaper, uh, 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 can be used to mulch around your tomatoes and peppers. Uh, but uh, you can use cardboard even. Uh, just don't use a wax-based cardboard uh, uh, because that will keep the water uh, out of the area. You do have to water your, you know, your tomatoes and your peppers do need uh, uh, water. So uh, if you use cardboard, be sure you don't use a wax-based cardboard uh, to mulch with. Um, but the newspaper seems to work better just because um, – uh, it lays better on the soil than cardbo- cardboard does, and uh, and uh, it 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 just seems to do a better job of of um, of mulching around your tomatoes. So um, uh, uh, there are uh, other mulches out there that you can use, but those are uh, the ones that come to mind right off the bat. And uh, so uh, these are all things that uh, are important in keeping your, your, um, your vegetable plants healthy. Uh, and it also reduces a lot of handwork, too, because, uh, uh, you know, if you've mulched those areas real, uh, real good, then you don't have to have a hoe or a tiller in there uh, uh, all the time keeping the weeds at bay uh, so it also helps uh, hold moisture uh, you can also use compost that's another one i should have i should have mentioned that earlier compost is another way to to mulch around those plants uh, and uh, uh, that will help hold the moisture and uh, and and keep the weeds at bay and uh, keep your plants healthy and uh uh, we're going to be getting some warmer weather here up uh, coming up, and uh, so everybody's going to get the itch to get out there and plant their tomatoes. But uh, uh, this is not tomato planting weather, no matter how warm it gets. Uh, uh, tomatoes and peppers, uh, uh, they like a warm uh, a ground temperature. And if you plant them too early, all you're going to do is stunt them and uh, and then uh, it's going to take them longer to produce uh, uh, tomatoes and, and peppers. So May um, 15th is a safe planting date for tomatoes and peppers, and that's what we advocate for. Well, we're out of time for this week. Uh, we hope you found something in our program today that uh, uh, you can use at your home. And if you have any questions about uh, what we discussed today, why give us a call. Uh, and uh, we'd love to talk to you about any landscape projects or pools or homes that you're considering building. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about those projects. Give us a call, Louisville, or come out and see us today. Uh, we still have firewood available. Have a great week, Louisville.